0: Healthcare sector entities advance their information risk management strategies to successfully keep up and manage evolving cyber risks. I'm Marian Kolbasak-McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with Bob Shaput, president of consulting firm Clearwater Compliance. Bob will be speaking to us about steps he suggests healthcare sector entities take to improve their approach to risk management. So now, Bob, what common mistakes do you see healthcare entities making with their security, information risk management strategies, and why? Not sure
1: if I would characterize it as as mistakes. It's a matter of approach and a matter of maturity. We're seeing an awful lot of catch-up in healthcare today, as you're probably fully aware. As a result of the rather mass digitization that's taken place over the last decade or so, organizations are not only playing catch-up as it relates to the deployment and management of new technology, but additionally playing pretty significant catch-up when it comes to safeguarding all of the information and all of the technology platforms on which it operates. As a consequence of that, I'd say there are three things that we're seeing that that characterize today's landscape. One is the approach is very, very technical. Organizations are looking to controls and control checklists. Number two, it's rather tactical. There's not a broader business view. And then number three, There's a fair amount of spot welding and firefighting and reactionary work that's underway. Characterizing those as mistakes might be a little bit harsh on an industry that's playing a terrific catch up. But at the same time, we should all be aspiring to move from this tactical, technical firefighting approach to a more strategic and business oriented and architectural approach.
0: Now when it comes to catch up what specific things are they sort of scurrying to do or they're not doing that they need to be doing soon
1: Probably the the most significant matter or area is around adopting the view that this is a journey and not a destination that is that one needs to take a much more programmatic approach to it and in that particular regard there are very foundational uh, matters that need to be put in place, processes that need to be put in place. For example, much of the work, if not all of the work we do is centered around the NIST approach to information risk management. And that involves establishing or adopting a framework. And we of course recommend the NIST cybersecurity framework, which is evolving very nicely. Number two, adopting a process And that process is very, very well detailed and spelled out in NIST Special Publication 800-39. And last but not least, number three, adopting a maturity model approach. That is the thought of Deming, plan, do, check, act, plan, do, check, act. And that's where we see organizations have the greatest opportunity, absolutely, unequivocally, We need to continue to straddle the matter of today's realities. And there is a call for a certain amount of that firefighting that has to happen. But if we simply do that and don't focus and take the long view, I think we're not going to be where we need to be very, very quickly.
0: So now you mentioned how you recommend that organizations adopt the NIST cybersecurity framework. As we know, many organizations tend to focus their attention on HIPAA compliance. Are there things that organizations should be doing that aren't specifically called for under HIPAA that could help them have a more robust information security risk program? And what are those things?
1: Obviously, um, the HIPAA security rule is becoming a little dated. HIPAA itself, as everyone knows, was formalized as the Kennedy-Kassenbaum Act as a statutory law in 1996. Ultimately, in the early 2000s, the privacy rule and the security rule were promulgated. And effectively, the security rule was in place in April of 2005. Even with that, it makes it 12 years old, if not 20 years old. So complying with HIPAA, is interesting and it's important, but it's a necessary condition today, but it's not a sufficient condition for a robust information risk management program. By way of example, if one looks at the HIPAA security rule and just considers items that are in it, there's no mention whatsoever of wireless. There's no mention of the ubiquity of mobile devices that we're dealing with today. There's no uh, mention whatsoever of the the frailties of dealing uh, specifically or controls around email systems. So one can become very, very compliant with the HIPAA security rule as it stands without becoming very secure. There's a difference between compliance and security. The trend that we're seeing is that organizations probably made some effort at HIPAA compliance in 2005 and six and seven but there was no impact for not making an effort. The enforcement was reactionary. It was complaint driven. If someone indeed was found to be out of compliance, it was at most a slap on the wrist. Along came the High Tech Act in 2009, brought with it a bundle of carrots in the form of $33 billion of incentive money and a bundle of sticks in terms of significant changes around. With privacy and security rules and the promulgation of a new rule, breach notification. So in that time period, we saw an awakening, and I'll say circa 2010, organizations and individuals were focused on compliance. Fast forward a bit and think about the enormous surge in breaches that we had in 2015, highlighted of course by the Anthem breach, 78 million records in one fell swoop. Now we have organizations thinking, wow, this is bigger than compliance. This is an information security issue. Beyond that, where we're seeing the more forward-thinking and progressive organizations going is coming to the realization that these technology platforms are creating increasingly more and broader attack surfaces. We're now dealing with devices that are either implanted in or attached to individuals that have become part of the internet of things. As a consequence, these attack surfaces are now directly connected to our patients. The progressive organizations are moving into viewing this matter as a patient safety issue. The upshot of which is this is not being dealt with in those progressive organizations as an IT problem. It's being treated as it should be as a business risk management issue.
0: So now, Bob, you say that organizations need to be taking a less reactive, spot-wielding approach to security risk management and instead need a more holistic, strategic approach. With that said, what evolving cyber threats are you most worried about that you feel that organizations don't have the security risk management programs in place to deal with?
1: It's obviously evolving in 2016. If it was the year of any particular threat du jour, it was certainly the year of, of malware and, and, more specifically, the ransomware attacks that we have seen. What continues to be a very, very foundational concern is the insider threat, whether it's accidental or with malice of intent. At the end of the day, security programs involve policies, they involve procedures they involve people, and they involve reasonable and appropriate safeguards. It's been shown through data and analysis off of all the records that are represented on the so-called health and human services wall of shame, as well as numerous other studies. In that scheme of policy, procedure, people, and safeguards, the weakest link turns out to be the individuals. As it relates to other very specific items of concern today, I stand back from that, Marianne, and take a broader view. If we get too focused on the threat du jour or the vulnerability du jour, several years ago, it was heart lead, and then bash, both latent vulnerabilities were discovered. If we get too fixated on the issues or the items of the day, it's going to compromise our ability to take that long view that I mentioned before. So what we focus on with organizations is, yes, there are issues of the day you need to be concerned with, but as you stand up a program to do information risk management, it must transcend today's information assets, today's threat sources, today's threat events, today's vulnerabilities, today's controls. All of those key ingredients in an information risk management program, and notably and specifically, in doing risk analysis, all of those ingredients are going to be changing over time. So I um, often joke there was a call last year as a result of the ransomware outbreak for congressional hearings on ransomware, to which I responded, good grief, what are we going to do next? Are we going to do congressional hearings on sunspots that may interfere with satellite transmissions which could cause a lack of availability, a compromise of availability of data. So we'd like to be focused on the long-term view and not so much on the threat to jour.
0: And finally, Bob, are there any particular security technologies or security controls that you think are being underutilized by healthcare sector organizations that are responsible perhaps for why they may be vulnerable to some of the things that we are seeing?
1: You know, I, I would go back to, and I referenced it earlier, Marianne, I would go back to the cybersecurity framework and a couple of comments about that. As is detailed in the document itself, the framework is that it's an architectural rendering. It's an articulation of the kinds of things that organizations ought to be doing. It's the what. It's not the how. But within that model of what organizations ought to be doing, there is a, a crosswalk to a variety of authoritative sources of various and sundry controls, getting back to your point. Among them, the Center for Information Security, Critical Security Control Set, NIST, Special Publication 800-53, the ISO 27000K a series of controls. I think if organizations look to adopt a framework, and then within that, as they stand up their process, they adopt controls that are pertinent and relevant to their threats and vulnerabilities, that's the broader, more appropriate way to do it. If, on the other hand, someone pinned me down and said, I get the fact that I've got to take the long view we have to stand up an information risk management program, but in the meantime, I've got to do something today. Well, look at, for example, the Center uh, for Internet Security, uh, uh, critical security controls it, as an example, a set of 20 controls that have evolved as a result of actually international collaboration. If that's where you have to go, certainly you can look at those, it includes uh, Everything from inventorying your assets to uh, malware defenses to boundary defense and wireless access control. And they've come about as a result of the perceived and real current set of the top vulnerabilities. So one might go there if you have to take that short-term immediate reaction view. But the longer view is where we do our greatest amount of work in helping organizations.
0: Thanks, Bob. I've been speaking to Bob Chaput. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.